Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Welcome to Fridays Live with me Raj Naik. Today I have with me a very dear friend all the way from London, Rahul Velde, Executive Vice President, Digital Transformation, the Unilever Group. Rahul, thank you for being on this show. You're the first friend I have from the industry who's here today. It's a pleasure to join you today. I have uh, so firstly thanks a lot for inviting me and I was really surprised in many ways when you said Rahul how about joining the show so a big fan of what you're doing and it's very interesting and uh, I loved all the conversations you had so far on your show. Yeah no I mean I I I did it and I said okay let me go a little bit international you know and uh, then I thought of you and uh, I've known you for many years and uh, your journey has been quite inspiring so I said why not because everybody in the industry knows you they know Rahul Velde you've spoken in some of the biggest forums you've been uh, the chairman emeritus of the mobile association in Asia and you've done you've ticked all the boxes and yet a lot of people really don't know you so I thought this is a great forum to bring you and chat with you find out more about yourselves and just on that point of ticked all the boxes i don't know about all the boxes because there are many more to tick yet huh <laughs> no you are still young so you, i mean and your best is yet to come i'm sure about that yeah. so globally unilever is shut or it's uh, uh, or it's working everywhere except for so a few most, most of our offices are still working from home there are a few which have started uh, um going back to office uh, i think uh, in china for example our office has started so i think it varies by country and by city because uh, the nature of uh, what's happening is uh, quite uh, dynamic and diverse right in terms of the evolution and the spread of uh, the pandemic it's still uh, quite varied so tell me rahul i mean i've known you for almost two decades now probably more and uh, we've spent a lot of time in different parts of the world okay in london in us and Taiwan uh, in different parts of the world and yet and this is what i keep telling people we spend time we meet people we interact we do business we do everything but we really don't get to know each other you know we socialize we have a drink we do dinner with the family and that's it. that's pretty intense so i want to go back to your beginning where, where where did you start from where are you where do you belong to yeah i grew up in pune that's all through my schooling and my college uh, right up to uh, finishing my post graduation i was in pune so i'm very much a pune person and then when i started working i moved to bombay and then uh, from then i i've joined uh, unilever from uh, campus so uh, i spent my first uh, 20 odd years in pune and then thereafter i've been all over the place but largely bombay singapore and now recently in london so so pune a little bit about your family i mean how many brothers sisters your parents Yeah What? I've got uh, my my dad passed away but my mom's still there she's in right. Pune uh, my brother is a retired uh, group captain so he used to uh, serve in the Indian Air Force a very highly decorated uh, officer uh, president's award couple of other things very uh, you know he was uh, brave enough to fly the choppers uh, under extreme conditions which uh, the government uh, rightly recognized uh, he's now uh, in Pune retired early retirement uh, and then uh, he's a group captain who's retired and settled in Pune and they've got a family uh, my boys are um, uh, one of them is in the US the other guys here in the UK studying they're both in university and we have a daughter who's 13 
so we are a small family uh, in in many ways depends on whether we are small or big but uh, yeah and uh, so my growing years were very much between my brother my parents and myself you know but we have an extended uh, family in a manner of speaking in a place called wai which is a small town uh, in the foothills of panjgani you know so between pune and panjgani there is a small town called wai and there we have an extended uh, family but uh, but all my growing years were very much in pune but all holidays when i was growing up used to be in wai every holiday we would just run away there and then it was you know the usual thing of uh, so I, you could argue i'm a small town boy <laughs> so you uh, in wai your grandparents lived there or something i mean who lived in wai or your well no my no many of them are now uh, still there uh, my uh, grandfather and my grandmother on my mother's side are there but many of them as often is the case with old age have now um, passed away and then there are my uncles and a few other people who are still there yes any childhood memories any anecdotes that you have oh, plenty i mean you know of this by, uh, of yeah, a small town boy of a small town boy Yeah, it's uh, see. Firstly, uh, like I said, every holiday we would escape to Y, right? And that was wonderful because you have the farms, you have the open area, you get pampered. If, uh, I was the oldest among all my cousins. I'm the oldest, and oldest by a far mile, right? So when you are the number one in the family, and then uh, you know, subsequently four years later, my brother, uh, we were always pampered. So we enjoyed, and it was almost like to eat ice cream, we would go to Panjgani, right? So drive to Panjgani, have ice cream, come back. that sort of stuff so great fun uh, we used to uh, have uh, naturally on the farms uh, there is a, a concept called jatra in uh, maharashtra or in all the farmland which is really a celebration of the harvest and that was uh, one iconic time i distinctly remember where we would you would have the best uh, sort of uh, meal in a manner of speaking a celebratory meal right and uh, lots of small memories uh, but generally speaking uh, all around a whole lot of uh, fun and being out there Uh, usually outdoor what's your favorite maharashtrian food i think uh, i don't know about maharashtrian but my favorite for sure is a good uh, good mutton curry and uh, mutton biryani so if you know if i either of the two and i'm sorted <laughs> okay now i know what to yeah. offer you when you are in mumbai next you know despite raj having traveled and eaten almost uh, all cuisine that we can think of for me uh indian food and particularly uh, some of the things that i mentioned you know uh, still a big fan I still love it it's comfortable uh so then from there then you decided uh, you pursued your uh, education and then you joined unilever right am i am i correct i mean yeah i joined uh, i joined uh, it's nearly 3 decades now i joined uh, the company many years back but my journey to that uh, actually so i when i grew up i had no idea that i'm going to do this right i often the case with uh, many people when you're just carefree or having a lot of fun in school but in some ways i nursed a very different ambition when i was growing up different to what and perhaps uh, you know i may have mentioned tell us about it tell us about it yeah so i actually grew up raj with the ambition of being a fighter pilot in the indian air force so i was almost you know i was totally invested in that idea right right from childhood and i remember uh, I think it was a uh, my 7th standard when I was in 7th grade I'd written a essay and you know typically people ask you to write an essay what will you become or whatever and uh, my essay was all around I'm going to be the air chief marshal of the Indian Air Force which a lot of people didn't even know what I was mentioning and how it was going and I was uh, I, I I remember you know the teacher then uh, the principal saying that it's a very great great ambition to have 
but if you continue to uh, perform and behave the way you are then i think ambition is different i i think i was uh, very uh, playful or naughty during school days you know not necessarily the uh, most academically uh, proficient but uh, you know enthusiastic high energy and that helped but then when i tried later that didn't work out i gave the nda twice nda entrance when i was uh, in 11th grade right uh, wrote it twice didn't go through but i still wanted to become so then i joined the ncc and the airwing and then studied through there seeing like i'll have an alternate route to still go into the air force that was after graduation but that didn't work out and then it was like okay so this is not happening so dead end so what was your inspiration to become a pilot i think a love for planes for sure but uh, more than that it was also service to the country uh, a different uh, my father was a big influence in that line of thinking uh, because we just uh, not that we had people from the services in the family but i was just uh, enamored if you want to call it that as a child of uh, people in uniform and the whole sort of uh, ethos of service to the country really putting yourself in the line and by the way flying fighter planes you know uh, flying at supersonic speed and it just you know it's unbelievable thrill right so yeah it it wasn't it was more of uh, it, i can't pin it down to any one thing or two but uh, then you start looking at planes you know it's much like planes cars these things have always been uh, fascinating and kadakwasla being very close to pune i mean uh... when you were growing up you would see people you'd see yeah. people from the defense forces in and out at the campus and yeah, things that like that was much later though that was more so when i was in college you know they they would always come down uh, from kadakwasla down to pune for their sunday uh, where they would get a sunday off i think every two weeks or something but uh, while as a, as a kid it was just uh, you know the, the whole sort of romanticism of the forces and uh, serving for the country so tell me your journey i mean how did you join unilever then uh, what then happened it was called hindustan lever right yeah that's right that's right it was called hindustan lever so with this uh, idea of joining the air force not worked out so effectively sort of having uh, failed to join the indian air force then i had to uh, completely recalibrate and i was shattered at that point in time for a couple of days but my dad managed to pull me out of that very swiftly and then i saw thought of what should i be doing and that's when then i uh, decided to pursue the mba and then subsequently joined unilever and which was uh, and still is one of the number one the, in fact the number one employer in india by choice at management institute very much the case then also so in, in several ways very proud that for 30 years we managed to help hold the number one employer uh, rating uh, and then i i was clear that if i didn't join a top company of which of course unilever was one then i would write the civil services again you know there was something at the there's a bee in the bonnet which is about service right and then i said civil service is a great place you know so not air force and not top company in the corporate world then let's shoot for civil services thankfully enough god's grace unilever selected me or hindustan lever those days and then i didn't think of civil services after that so then i uh, you know put pause on that aspiration or ambition you said something very interesting you said unilever held a, a, a hul or whatever at that time now it's all changed uh held a position for almost 25 years uh, 20 years 25 years as the number one employee in the country what what would you attribute that to because you've been in that organization now for almost 24 years uh, you're going to complete silver jubilee very soon no, so 30 nearly 30 30 years yeah, i finished 29 wow 29 30 years wow so so almost three decades right okay. so so what would you attribute it to I think there are a lot of factors. So firstly it's a great company we all know that. Of course uh, a company of people and a company of brands 
and for uh, anyone who is interested in uh, the brands and marketing in general but more from a consumer perspective uh, then i think uh, clearly you know it's one of the best draws uh, when it comes to india and even globally uh, and then secondly it's about people right so when i say about people one of the most fascinating aspects which helps people like me helps many people in general is about a meritocracy where really what matters is what you are and what you bring to the table and how you contribute rather than where you come from or you know what sort of education you've had and things like that so meritocracy plays a very big role and i think that's a great thing uh, you know most people uh, in large corporations are like us and therefore you are really sort of growing uh, along with uh, people uh, like you a very strong ethos raj of uh, leadership and leadership development so right from the time you know you join you, there are influences on you which develop you as a leader develop you as a person whether it is mentoring whether it is coaching whether it's kicking ass hard all of that sort of contributes towards your growth and therefore i think it's a you know forget the fact that on the financial markets or on turnover brands it's high growth it's a high people growth company i don't think there's any company which grows people uh, the way unilever in india does or for that matter unilever in generally but more specifically because i joined hindustan lever 30 years ago i can definitely say it's still the thing you know where people growth is the sort of uh, cornerstone so if you're growing you know 30 years just passes away in a breeze right I, I can see all the MBA students or students who are listening to this uh, episode today straight away saying that's the company I want to join. You've done a great sales pitch for the company <laughs> to recruit new people. Uh, no, but, but yeah, but but yeah, I, I've, I've actually seen and I know a lot of people uh, who've been my friends who actually been with the company for more than three decades. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, and it used to be there with companies earlier, but uh, of late things are changing. It's uh, 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 like our parents also worked in companies for uh, three decades. Our so first job and last job is to be the same. Uh, I don't know of many people of our age group that first job and last step. Probably you are the one whom I know now. Okay, yeah. first job uh, and still you are there. Uh, so tell me, you joined them as a trainee, and what has your journey been since then? But see, this is not as per. See, like, a lot of these things don't happen as per plan, huh? From my perspective, like my individual perspective. So I agree. And then you know, one thing leads to another. Like I said, if it's uh, growth oriented from the perspective of learning and what you're able to do, uh, then it works brilliantly. So uh, for me, it's been fascinating and uh, terrific. And I, I actually started in finance, Raj. So I had not uh, a clue of uh, media and marketing when I started my career. Right. So I joined as a management trainee in finance. I did pretty much what used to be those days a 18-month uh, big long training routine, which took us through the countries, uh, you know, through uh, literally the hinterland of India. Uh, uh, lived uh, on extraordinarily thrifty sums of money to really uh, uh, see what it's on the ground, including staying in a village for uh, a little over eight weeks. And all of that builds. Uh, I mean, obviously, all of us have character, even as we are building character uh, as kids and then college. Uh, but the rigor in the initial few years of working, I think, is really important. And you know, doing the hard yards, you know, and really, really sort of investing yourself into it. And the company, of course, uh, supports that, encourages that. But then that enables you to build a different kind of character, which helps a lot later as you grow your career. and for me i was uh, you know i you i wouldn't uh, i always like doing different things and uh, that helped because in uh, starting in finance then moving into sales then going into business management then a corporate role so that sort of 
movement for me has been uh, very very rewarding because i like to do different things so i didn't follow very traditional uh, career paths in many ways even within the company and for that matter if you look at it in general so i i always think of it like having done many roles many companies but 30 years with the same company so it's a ideal blend you know sweet spot for perfect yeah. i never miss the variety and then i got to meet great people like you very uh, you know make make a lot of friends uh, along the way no but that's interesting you know because uh, my journey has been something similar probably not one company different companies uh, and you stay with that company as long as you feel there's growth and you feel that you're valued and things like that uh, and you know recently i've set up something uh, to do with the happiness in the corporate workspace and something completely different and uh, so what is your view i just want uh, your view on how important is happiness in a corporate workspace or how important is happiness in the first place i think overall definitely uh, extremely important right because it's uh, it's the best sense of well being especially in times which are stressful from a macro perspective uh, to be uh, uh, genuinely happy or genuinely content inside is a important aspect and when you think of it uh, if individuals are happy then a good chance that you know business units departments and companies produce better results like what do they say happy cows give more milk right so the equivalent of that when it it's comes nice to nice great i'm going to use it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's true you know it is absolutely true and uh, i'm sure you experience that with your teammates i certainly do that when you're in a zone which is about positivity about happiness uh, whatever name we use you find that the uh, levels of engagement are higher the commitment that people bring are higher the creativity is higher so on almost every index you would say that it actually outperforms uh, and more important than outperforms the level of satisfaction what you contribute is significantly higher now it could be business contribution it could be social contribution all of that comes from within you know so the you a, become more magnanimous when you're happy you're magnanimous and somebody yeah. comes and asks you boss can i do this yeah kar lo yaar you know yeah yeah and you smile right so i mean any conversation Uh, you know, just uh, like uh, uh, the lots of memes and videos, right, where people randomly smile, but and we could do that now. And the moment we start smiling, laughing, we move from you know whatever is pulling us back into a good, positive, happy zone. So I think a lot of it is internal and almost making, uh, making, training yourself, you know, to uh, feel in a place where you can do it. I have one philosophy, and uh, you know, maybe I've shared this with you, uh, and that relates to. how we are in the present or how we think and approach life right and my philosophy is quite simple that the past is the past the future is the future but the now is wow so if i'm speaking with you right now it's wow right what will happen an hour later when we finish the call and what happened an hour before yeah no it doesn't matter right right now we're having a good time that's what's material having a very good time <laughs> no you said something about you know smile and things like that i remember when i moved to mumbai uh after i got married i was in mumbai then i went outside of mumbai I got married in bangalore delhi but back in mumbai 1990 1999 and uh, because my house is close to the beach uh, i used to go for my morning walks on the beach and i used to find this bunch of people standing and i didn't know then it was called the laughter club so they used to do something like ha ha oh and after 2 minutes i was standing there laughing with them you know and that's so true you know i firmly believe that uh, happiness creates a kind of energy and it radiates positivity to people around you yeah. and i just wanted your view because uh, you know i'm 
set up set on this journey so it gives me a good perspective from a person from the corporate world and it's infectious you know it's infectious so uh, i i i spoke earlier about uh, thinking about uh, training ourselves to be happy as individuals as teams as companies and a part of that relates to shutting out uh, without not sort of dismissive but in a, in a way actually now reducing the noise and the negative influences and enhancing the positive influences and that can be done you know so organizationally it can be done and if you do that then it's infectious so i you know it rubs off on each other and then we are a happy bunch of people but not foolishly happy by the way i mean you know so not naive right yeah. no i think there's a difference between happiness and pleasure i mean you need to know that fine difference what is happiness okay coming back let me let me go back uh, this is more about you it's not about uh, what i'm doing uh, so So from finance how did you move I mean uh, what was your journey like See I what happened was I was in finance for a long time and at a point in time uh, one of our uh, senior uh, VPs at that uh, suggested to me that I should uh, transition into sales actually in ice cream sales in Mumbai and it seemed I was already the commercial manager in uh, the western region for ice cream so it was actually uh, almost uh, lateral and some may even argue a step behind huh? so i actually said okay but is exciting am i going to learn new stuff and i had a very innocent question at that time you know because i'm moving bad with my selfie they say no no don't worry you know you're still uh, so then i said okay let's go for it and uh, uh, then i loved it uh, i didn't then want to go back to finance i said okay this is very exciting you know the world of uh, sales marketing not marketing as much that time but really sales you know so actual sort of uh, Uh, and uh, then uh, since then uh, one role after another but more often than not uh, based on uh, what i call is uh, you know circumstances and uh, my enthusiasm and passion for trying something new so they just seem to collide very often not always by the way so i did have some uh, moments where you know things were not as rosy but that's okay you know because uh, once you sign up uh, uh, for a variable um, uh, journey then you have to be willing to take a few pit stops willing to have a couple of uh, places where you get the knocks uh, it's worked well yeah in fact uh, you know when i used to actually groom people at my workplace and uh, sometimes i would tell them you know you take this role and they would look at it as a demotion boss aap mere ko piche bhej rahe ho you know and i tell them no and the analogy i used to give them is i say if you want to do long jump and in school we have all done it right you actually have to walk for four or five steps back for you to go and do that leap and that's the analogy as to give them and then they would get convinced i i don't know whether they would get convinced or they would accept it but sometime later they would say you know that's the best decision i've done and i think one of the things for youngsters especially who are listening i think it's very important uh not to be too bothered about designations and titles and things like that as long as you're happy and if you're and you feel that this is what you want to pursue i think you should just go for it and and i'm sure that was your would that would you say that was a turning point in your career i think many turning points but raj this is what my experience is that this is more easy for us to say now than it is in the moment when you're making those choices right and sure. i still remember a lot of people influences around typically constituting peer groups and some others actually you feel like you are getting you know you want to you are, because there's ambition you want to race and you want to stay in the race and uh, so while everybody logically gets it it's a very difficult one to uh, take a side step or take a step behind and takes a lot of courage uh, of course uh, luck plays an important role i always say that you know in all of us uh, certainly for myself i can speak uh, luck has played an important role right things happening at the right time great mentors these cannot be you know you cannot make it up so it just happens but you have to be there when it happens uh, 
so i feel you know we often talk about and this is something that i genuinely believe for a very long time we talk of okay so you know opening doors and things like that right uh, and uh, very often uh, you have to create the door you know start with that like there's no door but you you may know, imagine imagination you create something and you make up a story in your head and then you go through the door so the opening you know seizing opportunities is obvious creating one is i think the next level of uh, enterprise behavior or trying to do things which are uh, exciting so then from sales what did you do i then moved uh, as a business manager for our uh, popular foods business uh, which was uh, it still is uh, annapurna brand and then you know we were uh, pretty much building from scratch a totally new business for the company those days and that was a very exciting journey learning new things completely new actually certainly to me including the art of making chapatis i still can't make one uh, very <laughs> nicely but i learned a lot about uh, atta and chapati and then i moved as an executive assistant to a chairman in india that was again interesting again a very peculiar move lots of people said okay but of course you are a part of the chairman's office so you want to take that up amazing learning so each if i i mean and there's of course lots of stuff but generally speaking all of these then added to the very high level of learning and dealing with the high level of ambiguity because when you do something which you don't know uh, you know you are you always find that the job is ahead of you by miles and you are running you know how much ever you pretend that you are a cat really speaking you are chasing it you know you are getting questions which are asked which you can't answer so it becomes a yeah. very high energy high momentum game there's an adrenaline rush and there is this and you're learning and as long as you're willing to learn and you and you have that fire for learning uh, but tell me chairman's office i mean uh, has there been a precedent where people move to a chairman's office as ea and then get out to a line function does that happen has it yeah, happened yeah yeah pretty much pretty much it's a uh, very often okay uh, very much uh, developmental uh, great developmental stint if you like you know spending uh, some time right the exposure the is phenomenal obviously yeah, exposure is phenomenal uh, you uh, zoom out zoom in you know uh, you learn totally new things and then i moved into media which is when we met you know so it's yeah. nearly 20 years now i didn't know anything about media by the time uh, i moved in so i had no idea what it is i uh, i knew that it's uh, exciting and fascinating uh, what was now you are referred to as the media guru so you know you no, come no, long no, way I, I, still a lot to learn still a lot to learn i also remember uh, you telling me this thing that you were uh, and i'm going completely away from a, your job now coming to more the lighter side of you but uh, i remember uh, i think it was one of the trips where we met and uh, 2611 when it happened in mumbai the terrorist attack you were in at the taj right that's right that's right that's right so i was i was staying at the taj i was already in my role in singapore but overseeing india so because i was traveling to mumbai on work i was uh, staying at the taj at that time when uh, the incident happened yes so what happened i mean uh, would that's you again the life changing moment right yeah okay life changing moment uh, i was stuck in there for a uh, little over 6 hours managed to get out at uh, 4 am in the morning uh, after uh, that whole thing pretty much ran out without uh, uh, without my passport so i had my mobile phone my wallet and myself and i was out of there and i was just lucky to get out frankly i mean and later we've now seen it in movies and the tv shows i think there are a couple of shows running on television which capture uh, very nicely what happened uh, and uh, on the day but i was just simply plain lucky and uh, then uh, the uh, you know i it's quite interesting you know so after i ran out i didn't have my passport and i was keen to get back to singapore Uh, as soon as i could and that as soon as i could in my mind was like i want to go today can i go now but without a passport you can't go obviously right uh, so i managed to get my passport done uh, and when i say i managed because but 
literally within the, on that day you got a new passport on the day i i got out in the morning and i took the night flight out of singapore what are with the new passport so the indian uh, system uh, you know the entire uh, was phenomenal of course there was nobody want else other than me perhaps in the whole city wanting to get a passport done so it might be the only passport done on that particular day but perfectly fine but incredible experience uh, life changing for me for sure which is where i also then began to truly adopt the philosophy which i spoke earlier about the past being past and the future future but the now is wow because genuinely speaking we are a speck in the bigger scheme of the universe right so we could just get tossed away like a fly at any time so you know you make the most of it while you're there and live well you know make sure that people around you friends family everyone uh, you're contributing to and making people doing your best to be happy it, it doesn't always end uh, as a happy story but you give it all because you've escaped you've seen it you know very close so when did you get to know where were you were you in the in your room i was watching yeah. i i was watching uh, cricket you know there was an india india uh, cricket match going on right on tv so i was yeah. uh, following cricket uh, game when it all started i think about 10ish in the night and then the whole thing uh, unfolded over several days actually but specifically for me a uh, few hours and then once i was out i was fine i mean it took me couple of days to i lost a lot of weight what was your first reaction when you got to know you're sitting in the room obviously i would presume you would have switched to a news channel or something yeah yeah there's a lot of things transpired during the night you switched to news channels i was in touch with my boss then she was in uh, new york uh, and it was thanksgiving day in new york so I was in touch with her on we used to have those blackberry messengers if you remember you know blackberry is those right. days that's right dgm we were exchanging continuously you know messages going back and forth then the tvs were switched off on so we were just i was just following news which was coming from outside i knew a lot of people so i thought somebody will get me out but there was you know that day there was nobody uh, nobody could good get anybody out you know you were truly at the uh, so it was uh, yeah like luck, luck, luck i'm very interested now i'm very interested so tell me i mean you have to tell me so now there is silence because and whatever information you are getting is on blackberry So how did you take master the courage to open the door and get out of the room because I know the Taj layout right I know the rooms I know the corridors so first uh, you know I have two three memories one is uh, this uh, whole idea of blackberry and phones and keeping charge in fact later I I always advise everybody to uh, do a few things so one is to you know be in running condition so that you can run for your life which I experienced so you should be able to run a few kilometers hopefully without stopping Uh, secondly having the mobile phone charged because i think if that was not charged or i didn't have the phone i would have gone crazy very clearly right so it helped the fact that there was some news coming back and forth and uh, all that uh, one story keep your mobile phones charged always always and be in running condition and uh, what the other message raj which is important is to uh, really we never think of this right so what's after us what's the insurance what will happen you know in the unfortunate event if it with the suddenness Uh, and this is the world we live in like forget 2611 but even today what's happening with the uh, pandemic so uh, insurance so there are a lot of messages but as that was happening i mean one of the things which is again goes back to my ncc training and also i didn't have a you know i didn't open the mini bar no drinks nothing i was like okay i got to stay alert because this is crazy stuff going on over there i remember the brand ritter chocolates you normally get ritter chocolates only in mini bars in hotels you mm-hmm. rarely find you know i have never bought a ritter chocolate in my life but that brand Uh, I have great value for because I eat couple of chocolates. You know to say it it it, it pumps you up, right? So you in NCC we used to have parley glucose biscuits, yeah. 
and parley glue have a pack of biscuits and then you all pumped up to uh, uh, you know with high energy so like that i had a couple of chocolates and then when i got out uh, it was just a sense of relief frankly just crazily relieved that i was out and it was all over behind but when i made the dash it was because of the fire it wasn't because of the bullets flying or anything I, in fact i didn't encounter uh, uh, like they've shown in the movies and all for possibly a little time but i didn't but uh, there was fire quite a lot of fire and smoke all over and like you said the layout is quite simple actually it's a nice old construction you just run through the uh, you know one sort of uh, place but you you l- l- run left i was lucky if i had run right who knows you know so th- those sort of things again so i i ever since uh, and for that matter in general a big believer in uh, good fortune yeah and so uh, so you went to the back door front door how do you get out back 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 very much the back i think the front door is where a lot of action was uh, but i went through the back and coincidentally as in i don't know anything better but uh, you know we, we when we travel right you travel a lot Yeah. you go to a hotel somebody wants to show you the room exit sign you don't pay attention to all this right when you go to an airplane the people are telling you to take safety so since that day one of the things for me is like i tune you know into i i immediately tune into environment from a safety perspective it automatically happens to me you know what i notice you'll notice after this conversation next few days you'll notice exit sign if you go you know what is the exit sign because when things the fire where do you we don't pay attention to it at all so it's it has to be higher in our consciousness we shouldn't take it for granted is uh, you know one key thing i would say for all of us because we are so cool right so we just think oh okay, what's there you know why what is there to pay attention to a seat belt or to we should pay attention very important you know saves lives interesting now but it was a sad moment for what yeah, happened many. at that time i yeah, remember yeah. it was my daughter's birthday and we were in jew so i'll always remember Yeah, we lost some colleagues from the industry you know so many other uh, so i think definitely a, a, a absolutely unbelievable day in the history of uh, india mumbai and uh, hopefully never again hopefully never again hope so yeah so then you moved to singapore after that i mean not after that but during that time before so how was the moment to singapore it's a great place uh, i think uh, i i often call singapore the best city in india because it has it has everything great about india in terms of uh, being able to access and yet it's a, a developed uh, country a wonderful city it's very well organized and we really enjoyed uh, I mean, singapore is a great place i have uh, i still love it uh, and then we moved to london four years back uh, singapore is uh, uh, i was there a long time uh, uh, i had a great journey and i think about it like i had two three different aspects phases of life as well as profession which happened within a short five period of 8 9 years you know so uh, it was uh, terrific because if you rewind the clock today we are talking on zoom uh, we have facebook live we have instagram we have so many different platforms uh, but 10 11 years back this was just beginning right yeah so happy i when i moved when i moved there media was big uh, tv was it uh, you know of course billboards print tv that was the world and digital had started and then 3 years in 4 years in it had again it was just starting but but had become big especially in china so i saw it a lot happening in china i used to oversee china also those days and when i saw it happening in china it really pulled me in you know and that's how my journey into digital started because i said oh wow this is super exciting i begin to learn more understand more these are very early days of facebook very early, not early days of google but certainly compared to today early days and that whole thing became fascinating journey for me 
I remember we we went uh, together on a trip to the US where we went to Yahoo. This was yeah. maybe in uh, uh, 2004 or something, 2004, 2005. We went yeah. to Yahoo. We went to Google. Uh, Facebook was not there that time. It wasn't there. It wasn't there, right? And and uh, you know, I went to uh, I went to Mountain View many years later recently. Uh, I have a photo of you sleeping on the chair, uh, Yahoo chair. <laughs> remember when in one of the sessions you decided to take a power nap? You may not remember this, but I do. You took a power nap and you were lying down on the sort of uh, uh, chair, yes. and I, I I think I have a photo of you like that. Yeah. So yeah. I I remember Rohit Gupta and you. I know you clicked that picture and. Uh, Yeah, now memories. We went to Microsoft. We went to Yahoo. We went to Google, and then uh, and that time Facebook was not there. So what I was telling you is, recently I then went to I went to Google again a uh, couple of years ago, and you know all the memories came back. And I was thinking, now Yahoo was almost literally not there, you know, and then yeah. there was Facebook, and how things evolve and how things change. I remember. The Yahoo campus was massive, right? I remember that beautiful campus. They invited us uh, very warmly with those purple. Uh, they used to be purple yeah, color. Jerry, Jerry Yang himself uh, right. uh, hosted a dinner for us or something like that. I remember. Yeah, came for a session. That's right. Yeah. So, so very cool. Yeah. And and who would have thought that now from there the journey would come to you heading digital transformation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before we get into that. I'm still back in Singapore. Singapore is where you met Sonia, right? Yeah, that's right. So how did you meet Sonia? We were actually I was speaking at an event, a mobile marketing association event. For those of you who don't know, Sonia is Rahul's wife, pretty wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, uh, so she, her agency, she has her own business in Singapore, her own uh, public relations agency, and they were uh, running, uh, in a manner of speaking, the event for the mobile marketing association. Uh, which uh, one of my friends uh, those days had invited me to speak at. So I was a speaker at an event, and uh, that's the first time we met. And then, of course, you know, then we met, and then we met, and as they say, like you know, so slowly, sort of one thing leads to another, and here we are uh, in London. And I, so so uh, I learned a lot of things from her. From her, by the way, <laughs> we all do. We all do. Let me tell you that. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, very few of us give credit because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be. Who we are, you know. Stability comes from the better half, as I would call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming back, so tell me about this digital transformation. What exactly is your role? See, the there are many aspects of what's happening around us, and I think the, it can all be summarized into saying that technology, and in particular, uh, technology, uh, digital technology as we know it, is impacting lives, right? So, for sure, uh, this call. and facebook and social media is one manifestation of that but also in business so it's not only where because where people spend more time automatically it becomes attractive for businesses and which is why we see uh, big market capitalization or revenues for some of the digital new phenomena last few years uh, massively accelerated e-commerce and the whole idea of uh, uh, channels of uh, consumption channels of uh, shopping changing to e-commerce so that's again a big part of a uh, digital transformation uh employee experiences and how actually you know employees are now either being recruited onboarded uh then uh, you know uh, at at work and how they contribute all of that turning digital in fact it's interesting right now anish uh, my son is doing his internship in uh, the us and the entire experience is all digital because they're working from home 
so they got sent their computer they got their onboarding they have their virtual socials on zoom so completely from recruit uh, not recruitment recruitment was also digital but recruitment to now what's going on everything is digital right so when we say therefore uh, digital transformation it can mean many things to many people but in summary it's really about you know serving consumers better serving customers better serving employees better and arguably serving all stakeholders better using the power of technology and then there are many layers you know there is data and the influence of data on how uh, you know it can enrich lives because data can dramatically uh, impact for uh, positively you know how uh, things are done uh, analytics so there's many aspects but i i think it's, it comes down to how do we simply serve people better and the people could be depending on what business you are in consumers customers employees or other stakeholders do you think that the pandemic has been uh, probably the biggest enabler of digital transformation Uh, i think it's an accelerator for sure but we shouldn't forget that even before the pandemic things were changing very dramatically and accelerated what it's done is it's taken it mainstream particularly in a country like india but i think everywhere it's taken it mainstream and it's accelerated the curve much much faster uh, but it would be absolutely fair to say that even before even before and without the pandemic the acceleration or the it was still fast so there is it's almost like you know suddenly from uh, gear gear 2 gear 3 at which it was running nicely it's uh, turbocharged on to top gear yeah and and this will uh, some of it will stick you know like basically you see whether it's whatsapp whether it's facebook instagram tiktok all the platforms and e-commerce e-commerce of course i know in india has been closed during the course of the lockdown but as it opens you i think uh, described uh, earlier raj that uh, you get deliveries right uh, they yeah, haven't stepped out of my house for almost 4 months now haven't yeah. stepped out yeah so some of this behavior will stick right because you'll ask yourself that is it the, isn't it better that i you know or keep ordering uh, some of it will be subscription because things which you repetitively order why would you go to a store and this is happening to all people so this is a very common uh, aspect of uh, the transformation that is now touching people in very different ways you know grandmothers are on whatsapp you know they're doing zoom calls with you you know so techno you don't have to be super savvy because it's on your phones and it's so easy to do you know here's a spin which i was reflecting on the other day a big positive out of this is that many people who were earlier camera shy have now become camera confident I would be really surprised if we meet you know a person a few months down the line or even today who says I'm camera shy because even if they were now they're confident because they, this is the way they're living now so yes. they cannot afford to be camera shy it's a big plus you know the stage confidence camera confidence being able to talk everybody is now on it yeah yeah that 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 I agree I completely agree on that in fact I saw a tweet by I think Harsh Goenka and he said we have recruited some 130 or 140 people across different different parts of india all digital and they all working from their homes and yeah, what do you think about working from homes i mean uh, because i was speaking to my relationship manager from a bank uh, a large bank in india a huge private sector bank and she said that uh, they have already been told that uh, the future for them at least for more than 60% of the employees is going to be working from home you think that is a trend that will catch on now I think so. I think uh, companies uh, have discovered that it's possible. Uh, managers have discovered it's possible. Employees have discovered that it's possible to contribute. Cuts down on commute time. I mean, the pluses are uh, you know significantly higher, and therefore, 
quite a lot of action will shift to working from home uh, that said i still feel that uh, collaboration and you know social contact i miss that for example i'm sure you do as well you know the, yes. the that is at, at, at that yeah exactly and you know you can do this but uh, if you have a choice you, would, you and i would rather have a coffee somewhere and you know have a meal so it's, it, i i i think therefore it will vary in terms of firstly the cultures and the subcultures and to some extent it will vary in the form of uh, what functions right because the work from home is a luxury and a privilege that we have where we are uh, largely office led right so for example the friend that you mentioned the banker and if customer facing a branch you know some of those things will be very difficult uh, to work from home because they will remain right i mean in fact in many places the banking system is considered as essential service you have to open a branch you have to serve people yeah. so the front face of serving people selling product you know actually sort of being there uh, will uh, remain they can't work from home and then at the back end which is manufacturing or operations uh, that's not a luxury yet so it's somewhere in between people like us in different kind of sectors that we can effectively work from home uh, you know certainly a few days a week if not all and then when required we will do you know have collaborative spaces which are different and meet people and all that but if you were to think of an index certainly this has opened up the eyes and therefore we will see a lot of that in places like mumbai where i i lived for a long time and commuting is such a challenge uh, people will make choices you know so you will very easily now earlier if you were to go and meet a client or somebody in which was an hours drive now you my guys might choose to do a facetime call or a zoom call and say it works you know it's fine right so actually now the client may also not want to meet you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the moment that is how it is yes <laughs> yeah so uh quick since you have been in media and you understand media from your quick predictions i mean for the next 12 months where do you think advertising is going i think see the predictions are really really easy to make right now because there's a high probability that they're going to go wrong and the risk of making a prediction like this in a conversation is very low right so it is easy for me to stick my uh, stick my neck out but if i think there are a couple of uh, angles which i would say are going to the big accelerators and we'll see more and more acceleration and i'm speaking now from my understanding of the indian context but also applies elsewhere yeah. but uh, I'll, i'll for the purpose of this india and the second is there are some real big headwinds and challenges and the headwinds and challenges also will remain and in this both the headwinds as well as the tailwinds people will there'll be winners and losers or people will create opportunities right i think the big uh, challenges will be on uh industries like print uh from a media perspective or from an advertising perspective you know people uh, reading uh, because uh that's going to get challenged it's really going to be a lot of headwinds on the uh, no doubt about digital acceleration we spoke about it so that will continue to grow very fast and just keep sort of going faster and faster uh and then there is a in between which is the whole space of uh, television and uh, what is now being called ott entertainment and the ott will accelerate because people are just getting used to great content and when i say people i'm not talking with the masses so large numbers right and some of them will be a, a, a premium some of them will be premium whatever the subscribers are but pretty much actually the entire uh, universe of what we traditionally think as tv viewing population at some stage will sample and get hooked on to ott you know the other day i was talking and we think of uh, india often as a uh there is this challenge of will people really pay subscription for uh, ott content 
and we think oh no no but it's like no right but india is one of those markets where people are used to paying for content it just so happens that pay tv penetration is very high just about every household pays i don't know what the number is but varying from i guess you know 300 rupees to a few thousands or a thousand or whatever the so this transition is going to be interesting so if people will you know consume content for sure but we'll also be willing to pay for it so it's almost like a myth that you know subscription india is not a, there is no such thing as india is not a subscription market pay tv is a big deal in india in fact one of the highest penetrations in asia of pay tv is in india you can yeah, yeah. It. we call it free but the fact is every house has paid some subscription to get a cable connection yeah very yeah. true uh coming back i mean uh, was unilever one of the companies that have uh, stopped advertising on fake news and things like that Uh, a lot of people have taken this initiative of uh, stop advertising on facebook for example and things like that in the us in uh, in the us on certain uh, platforms uh, uh, but it's restricted to the us uh, at the moment uh, and uh, i say at the moment because we've said uh, finitely at uh, the mo- uh, till for a period of time and secondly uh, us because currently the polarization there and what's happening there is very different from what's happening elsewhere okay uh but do you think this is a professional uh, question as a professional from the industry you don't have to answer it if you don't want to but do you think something like this should be restricted to a medium or should it be for all mediums whether it's tv whether it's print whether it's digital i think see the concept is uh, there is greater democratization in some mediums than there are others right so if you take news for example there is a different kind of regulation if you take social media there is a different sort of regulation so i don't think that one can broadly apply rules across all media right apart from responsible behavior and you know responsible frameworks whether it is infrastructure whether it is like you said um, uh, what kind of news uh, that remains but after that i think all media are different and therefore uh, i wouldn't uh, i would hesitate to have a broad comment like you know everybody should come in the ambit or not in general when there's a high level of self regulation and you all both of us in some ways have been involved with uh, different forms of regulation in indian in an indian context and the good self regulation well governed well regulated then industry regulation is uh, suffices you know like uh, self regulation but then when that doesn't happen you have to bring more and more sort of checks and balances in and they will vary by media so i don't think it's as straight forward as saying you know let's sweep everybody under with one uh, uh, broad brush or for that matter be very specific and go after only one uh, platform whether big or small uh, yeah fair fair enough uh we are running out of time so i won't take too much of your time so quickly are you a bollywood buff i am i am i so was the latest uh, movie you watched what is the latest the latest uh, movie we i watched i think uh, sometime back was thappad i uh, obviously we watching all movies only on uh, the television now or on netflix amazon yeah i watched thappad i've been watching a lot of uh, i have i've been watching quite a lot of hindi uh, ott content so what uh, which are the ones you watched of late which one you like late, uh, the very recent i watched arya uh, i watched uh, i watched the uh, uh, i think it's called the uh, story of the siege or something on z5 uh, z5 i uh, hotstar special uh, of course netflix and amazon and patal lok and you know but yeah i've been watching a whole lot of hindi uh, content quite uh, quite uh, excited and i think they're producing some really good stuff so i love it nagar i haven't watched i wish i could watch as much as you have i, I still have to watch i i make this list and then i don't get up to watching them yeah. saying that i'll watch it tomorrow 
and there's lots happening uh, and before you go uh, you know and i genuinely meant it when uh, in one of my tweet when i introduced you i said you are a person who actually radiates or inspires positivity and i want you to ask you what's your mantra what is it that you are always positive i i think i don't know about a mantra raj it's just uh, the way i uh, think or more than the way i think the more the way i am right uh, one of the philosophies i have in life is that the way you do something is the way you do everything so you can't wear a mask for very long right so if i want to if but for the fact that we had this conversation you uh, something stays when you are actually who you are and i believe a great deal in being myself so that's i think uh, important and then uh, i think energy i have uh, enormous amount of energy often uh, you know the people around say like you know khata kya kind of energy and i've always thought and very often you know i can be exhausting for others right but in between being exhausted and exhausting i would rather be exhausting than exhausted so i'm always pumped up you know watching football with my son ishan or uh, you know even watching football i'm pumped up right i'd love to <laughs> jump up and celebrate a goal rather than sit so uh, yeah i think and then uh, living in living in the now the power of uh, the now and the now is wow is a very important part of me i'm going to imbibe that now is wow now is wow absolutely now is wow and lots of things are happening around us they will continue to happen right so uh, the stress is going to be there pressure is going to be there but if we can just imbibe being in the moment enjoying ourselves then uh, i think it's all good fabulous if you have to give a one message to those who are listening to you what is that message you would like to give them first i'd say i know that you are uh, really doing this uh, in a very innovative manner it's very spontaneous this is the first show where i have not you know we, we i didn't know what we were going to talk so it just uh, and of my guests know what they are going to talk and that's why that's the beauty of it it's live it's free flowing i also don't know what i'm going to talk <laughs> it's a very very wonderful conversation i think i look it won't be uh, Uh, so i wouldn't say it from the perspective of a message or something because that would uh, i'd like to stay keep my feet in the ground but just a philosophy to share i think if if there is a sign off line i would say that that sign off to me is that of gratefulness that we can have a conversation like this we can have food on a plate that we can talk to each other because a lot that's happening around us right now is far more strenuous and demanding so the moment we size up and understand this privilege i think we will be much better off as people Uh, trying to help others trying to contribute and in some ways therefore actually adding value to others lives as well as our own right so yeah, apart from uh, therefore the idea of privilege and gratefulness at this moment i don't have any big uh, message to give but just the fact that let's continue what we're doing you know keep uh, the conversations going keep rocking keep uh, positive yeah that's beautifully put uh, rahul i mean uh... you said it all it's it's actually we are so privileged to have food on our table roof on our head you know and to have that gratitude i think uh, all of us i think we should bless our count our blessings uh one last uh, make a smile you know we don't forget that uh, smiling yes don't forget to smile uh and that's why i kept my handle as raj cheerful right uh quickly this one thing i ask all my guests what does happiness mean to you and what are the three things that make you happy what is happiness happiness to me is uh, between the eyes what makes me happy uh, a liverpool win a football win that is perhaps the only time when you're making a lot of people unhappy with the statement <laughs> oh yeah but you know the only time raj that i feel a little down and it's for a short period of time 
is when we lose a game whether it's india losing cricket whether it's liverpool losing football that really pulls me down for a few hours and then I, but after that it's all good yeah so uh, that's definitely one thing my family makes me happy uh, my son my daughter uh, and you know the welfare and generally to see them happy is great it's not always rosy because of course we are a family so as in uh, it's a, a, you know and uh, we are spread out so our own challenges but generally i i just absolutely a great source of joy and happiness and uh, the third is you know just seeing uh, others thrive and when i say others meaning i don't mean in a very profound way that you know i build great teams and all of that is a part of a small part of seeing others thrive but when you see societies people around you you know actually sort of lifting the game in whatever form it is and uh, accomplishing good stuff or moving uh, forward that makes me happy just to see the progress there's terrific progress happening all around us we choose often uh, not to see it but if you really think of india 5 years back we spoke of how we went to silicon valley every day there is progress around you choose to see it focus on you know what you can see as progress not on you know the 10 problems which are log gates but progress you know the guy who did deliveries to you and just see how switched on he is today on whatsapp or how he gets deliveries vis-a-vis you know few years back so the mindset of seeing progress uh, with a positive bent of mind can be a game changer so that makes me happy just to see how things move forward yeah yeah i i keep telling people one way you know what makes me happy is to see other people happy i mean the yeah. moment you see people around you happy you automatically become happy you know because uh, and it's a little bit of a selfish thing to say because uh, actually a lot of us do a lot of things to make ourselves happy you know you you even even uh, uh, philanthropy you do things you give things to people because it makes you happy Uh, on that note thank you so much rahul thank you for spending time and uh, we'll meet again whenever you come to india or i come to london and hopefully to hopefully yeah. soon and love to the family and uh, thank you thank you once again over and thanks very much really enjoyed the conversation thank you rahul yes bye 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 thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this sochcast what is your soch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni soch, dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.